0: Hello, hello! Welcome to Soaring to New Heights, the podcast here at Boston College, where we discuss global experiences of faculty, staff, and students. Um, today, we're going to be talking to Jack Sky, who studied abroad um, over the summer, and we typically. Um, connect with students who've done semester and the summer programs here at BC are a little unique uh, because they're for a pretty decent period of time but they're 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 a bit different than the way that we do the semester programs I'll let Jax uh, talk a little bit more about that but Jax do you want to introduce yourself
1: yeah hi I'm Jax I'm a senior math major a philosophy minor and during the summer, like, like Von said, I went to Denmark and I studied, studied in the city of Copenhagen.
0: Yeah, and this is kind of strange for us to be doing because we did an interview and I immediately lost it. Um, but it was while you were abroad, um, kind of in the middle of your, your time in Copenhagen can you talk a little bit more about the class that you took and kind of what it's like to the, over the summer? Right, the students who study for a semester um, take a full semester um, worth of classes. But what's the what's the process like in the summer?
1: In the summer, like, well, what do you mean by that? like? I feel like. It, well, it really depends on the country. Like when I like since I was in a Scandinavian country, like there wasn't really a university affiliation. It was run by like a for like a not for profit organization. It's called DIS, and they had like a bunch of buildings that student like that study abroad kids actually were were going into. So like there was no university association whatsoever. It was just you know a bunch of buildings owned by DIS. And then if you study abroad, you were, you know, you would get passes, you know, you would get like a study area, but there was also classrooms in there. So that's how it usually worked.
0: And who who taught, who was teaching you?
1: Uh, The professor was Dr. Evans.
0: Yeah. And so the the, the interesting thing about studying abroad in the summer um, is that you take one course with a faculty member from BC, but you, when you took that course, who were you with?
1: Um, In total, there was 13 students. I think everyone was a BC student. I think one person was a non-BC student. So it was a very small group. And yeah, it's just like, we lived, we were like living in a, like in pretty much the heart of a city. Like, you know, we like, you know, the boys will be on the fifth floor and then the girls will be on the fourth floor. So we were like, you know, very close, very, you know, not too many students, like only 13, so...
0: Yeah, and that's something I think that's really interesting about the the summer programs is that you you can go with BC students, um, you know, it's, and sometimes the semester programs are a little different because maybe it's just you, but this uh, allows students to kind of have a, a joint, um, like experience with uh, some other students that they you know that you already have something in common with being being students at BC, but the students that you took the class with were they students that you had met before or the same major?
1: Um, now that I think about it, I don't think I knew them at all before, prior to the trip. And I think, I think I was like, I think it was only one or two rising seniors. Like, obviously I'm a senior now, now, but like, I think there was like freshmen, like it was just a mix of like freshmen, sophomore, like one even, I think one person even graduated, but they're just taking it for the credits maybe, but I'm not sure about that. But yeah, it was just a whole mix of people, and you just get to meet a lot of people, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do think it's really unique, because it, it allows you to kind of connect with other students on campus that maybe you wouldn't have had a reason to connect with. Everyone's not always the same um, major or, or the same minors. They have different reasons for taking the class, but what was your experience like? What, what you know, what class did you take? What were com- kind of uh, some of the... um The interesting takeaways that you got from your course abroad
1: yeah the course i took was the ethics and politics of capitalism and it was very fitting because the main theme of this course was like examining how economic institutions impacted happiness and it was and like you know studying abroad in scandinavia was very fitting because scandinavia is one of the happiest nations on earth so taking a class like that with the location like it's just a perfect match essentially and it's, it just makes a lot of sense, you know, for the theme. And we talked about how how in, in terms of, like, the e- economy, like, you know, with Denmark's economic structure, it's it's capitalistic. So it kind of, like, you know, appeals to, the, to, like, you know, the selfish side, but it's also, like, selfless because it's, you know, people pay a very high taxes, like, you know, almost 50%. So we, we just learned about that and, like, the implications of that
0: but thinking about that and your your you know time living in the united states growing up in the united states um what what about did you notice anything that seemed similar or different and thinking about um kind of how those systems work
1: yeah well one thing is like you know if you walk into like a grocery store like it's very i feel like it's very standardized like i feel like if you Like like let's say I didn't like let's let's say I just forgot I was you know abroad and I just like you know walk into a grocery store I feel like, it's very similar to like a American grocery store like for example because like it's just like very standardized, but overall like obviously like. In terms of like the shock, well I think one thing like that's very like like you wouldn't think about is like the sun setting I think the sun was like setting, I think it was like setting on like. 11 p.m and like the sun will like go out like like 4 a.m it's just like weird things like that but it's just like you know you'll hear things that are like culturally different i didn't really see specific examples but i have heard of like the cultural differences so that's one thing that that i
0: learned i actually think that the thing that you mentioned uh is really interesting because when i um i lived in indonesia for a little while And um, that the sun like setting thing is not something I ever thought about, except the sun there set like at the same time every day, all year round. And here, you know, as we go through the seasons and we just went through daylight savings and, you know, there's all this, like, effort to make sure we have as much sunlight as possible. But the sun, like, rose and set consistently at almost the same time every day. And I was like, that is not something that I ever, like, thought about or even knew happened um, in different different parts of the world. Um I, I'm interested in, but your point about capitalism, right? Like the United States, is you know clearly runs on a capitalist economy. Um, do you see? Were you able, you know, both in your class and kind of your time abroad, to kind of see some similarities and differences between the types of the forms of capitalism that exist between both countries?
1: Well, when I went there, I think mostly I've I just I've been hearing about how things are different. Like you, like I feel like seeing it and like hearing it is like different. But I think mostly I've been seeing, like well, not seeing, but like more like hearing about the differences. Like for example, like one cultural difference is like, like people will leave their like let's say they have a, they have a baby in a in a like the stroller right like they will leave it outside like a store for example like in scandinavian countries i didn't really see an example of that but you would hear things like that but like when it comes to the like the like the capitalist the the capitalistic differences i feel like in terms of that is really nothing like i didn't see too much differences like you know if you go to a grocery store you you would have like you know Products uh, like similar, you know, different prices. There's some, you know, yeah. there's some competition, but you mostly hear about the differences. Like, like for example, like, you know, if, if you have a conversation with with a with a Dane, you don't really talk about. Oh, you you wouldn't really ask. Hey, you know, what do you do for a living? You know, you wouldn't really ask that. And obviously, I've only been there for you know like a, roughly a month, and yeah. you know, I don't pay taxes and things like that. So I'm not, I I personally didn't see myself doing that, but I have heard how like for example when it comes to like, you know, the capitalistic side of it and like, re- like redistribution, like they're, like, they're very proud to pay up to 50% in taxes. Like, obviously, I didn't really see someone actually doing that. Cause I you know, I'm just a student there, but you would hear about these things and you would, you you, would, you understand that, you know, this is how it works.
0: I mean, I actually really appreciate you making the distinction between seeing something and then hearing others talk about it. Cause I think that, you know, when, when, you study abroad or live in a in a different place for a, a period of time, it can become really easy to say, oh, in this place, this thing's happened. Um, either because you've seen it one time or um because you've heard other people say it. And I appreciate um you drawing that distinction and that, you know, being explicit and that you've heard people say these things, um, but from this experience you had as a non-Danish person, um, that it, it's not something that you necessarily came in, in in direct contact with. I think that's really important um, for students who are thinking about studying abroad and thinking about kind of developing some type of um, like lens for, for different places in the world. But you you studied abroad for the summer. What made you go during that time period versus the semester?
1: Yeah, it's it's a very long story, but essentially... The big takeaway is that I didn't really want to have a huge time commitment because obviously if I study abroad for like roughly a semester, that's a very long time. But if I went abroad for maybe like one or two weeks, that's not really enough time. So I think one month, which was you know how long the the study abroad program was, I feel like that was a pretty decent amount. I feel like honestly, I really liked I really liked it. I wish it was like maybe two months. I feel like maybe if BC can like update it to two months, that'd probably be ideal since it's like like, one month is a little short, like, on the short end, but also another reason why I chose it was because, like, my other options were canceled. So, like, the first the first time I applied for study abroad, like, it was canceled because of COVID. Like, this was this is for, you know, going to Czech Republic in, in Prague. The second time was because, like, it was canceled because of the Russian-Ukraine war. So, that was, you know, just, it got canceled again. And... I, I immediately emailed Shannon Williams, who you know who oversees study abroad programs, and like also, you know, I got like a list of options that like a new like a new options I can still go to, and I just saw hey you know Denmark looks pretty interesting, so I so I just chose Copenhagen.
0: Yeah, and um, and I think you're right, right? Like that sometimes that the length can play a really big factor into the, the decision you make, um, and and what may. I'm curious what made you like keep going, right? I think a lot of people, if their program was canceled, would just say, "Okay, well, I maybe, maybe I won't go abroad." What made the difference for you?
1: Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Like, I've honestly thought about giving up, but like, like, like prior to the, this, like this lead up, like the first, the first time I applied to go to Prague, I think I also applied for the Gilman, and I got that. But i had to decline the gilman and and obviously the program got cancelled so just you know that sucked but but i when, but when i declined the gilman their the, their policy said that if i declined it for for like because of cancellation or like you know well specifically in this case it was because of specifically for covert reasons then if i apply again i would be given very high priority so that's a very you know good like a really good reason to just try again and then fast forward one year, I applied again to go to Prague and that got canceled because, like, you know, Czech Republic was really close to the Russian-Ukraine crisis, so that got canceled. And I think I had to... Dec- well, actually, in this case, I think I I was about to decline it, but then I tried again and then I got into the, you know, the Denmark program and then I accepted the government. So it's just having, having a, you know, support that you can, like, decline but then also like you know jump back in and like you know reapply and then you know be given priority that just made me keep going you know just like not give up and obviously i could have given up i, I, I could have just been like you know just too much work i will just like you know i could be pessimistic about it but i decided to just keep going and you know obviously i asked shannon if you know there's more options so like always ask an email like if you feel like you know there's more options just email someone about it
0: yeah and, and i agree right because you never know what um what you what opportunities may be ahead of you and and, but you mentioned to that point you mentioned Gilman a few times but um do you want to talk a little bit more about what that is and so Gilman is is a scholarship um afforded to to students in across the United States and so it's a nationally competitive scholarship particularly um for students who receive a Pell Grant it's uh and um can you talk a little bit more about your process and in, in applying for the, the Gilman Scholarship?
1: Yeah, so just a, just a quick overview of that. It's The scholarship is, like, sponsored by the U.S. Department of State. And I checked the website. It's, like, roughly, if you apply, it's, like, a one in four chance to get it. So it is pretty competitive. When you When you apply, you have to write two big essays. And then it's, like, I think it's, like, a certain amount of words it's, it's quite lengthy if i recall correctly but yeah it's two big essays the first one's like it's like a general one the second one is like how you can give back to the community so like that part, like the second one's shorter than the, the first big one but they're still pretty you know in total they're both pretty lengthy and you need to get a certification for for your entire application so like for the entire gilman after like well, well, first before you before it's good advice. Like before you actually submit your Gilman essays, so you should first check with your Gilman advisor. And my Gilman advisor was was Christina, so I was able to get her help. And yeah, I submitted that. And then you also need to get approval from your financial aid advisor. For me, that was Melissa. So I just I had to coordinate between two people as my advisors, and and it's, I had to get my application certified. So you so you need to do essentially four things. Two essays, and then you know, get two two people to certify your your application.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned really something interesting too when you you know you were talking about Gilman and the fact that they were pretty flexible and saying, okay, you've been awarded this scholarship, but we understand that there have been some some um, circumstances that are that are kind of impacting your ability to go abroad, but being able to use it use it in the future. Um, and, and Gilman, I always say that I'm uh, I'm always like excited when students apply to Gilman because I didn't. As a student, I I was a eligible student. I was an undergrad student um who received a pill grant, but I didn't know um that uh, there was an issue with the deadlines and I didn't know about Gilman and I and I am always like ah oh, I wish that I did, even though I did get to study abroad, but um I think it, it's really helpful and, and but what did it mean for you to be able to um to take use that scholarship to go abroad?
1: Like it meant that like I was like like I just had like a lot more freedom. Like I just didn't really have to worry that much. So yeah, I feel like like, like on your point, I feel like, you know, there was a time, you know, where things, you know, programs just, you know, keep getting canceled left and right. Like, you know, it's very easy to like, you know, be very pessimistic, but I feel like if you, if you have the opportunity to apply, you should still apply because, you know, if you do get it, you know, or like, or maybe like, you know, in my case you know, I declined in the past and I had to, you know, reapply with priority, obviously, just just give it a shot. You know, you'll probably you'll honestly, you know, you'll probably get it. You know, it's it's very, it's very, very, very good.
0: And the last time I talked to you, you know, um oh, you know, in total about your time abroad, you were you were still there and and now, you know, you've been back for a few months now. Have you had a time to kind of think about um what that experience like me meant to you studying abroad and um and what, what kind of some of the distinctions, or or maybe um, some of the things that you you maybe miss uh, about about that time?
1: Yeah, well, I think candidly speaking, like when I first went into the program, I just kind of thought of it as oh, you know, free three credit, you know, three credits, right? But like, it's not really about that, it's like it's you really shouldn't think about really, you really shouldn't think about it as you know credits or, or a grade you should really think about it as experience like any you know i kind of like you know like like i mentioned like you know when i was a panelist you know doing the panelist work i was mentioning how like one of the areas i did was like i just kind of like didn't really i like i wasn't really too open to new experiences like you know for example like you know there was a soccer match which i just you know didn't want to go to you know there was like you know, I think it was, like, on a Saturday, you have to, like, wake up. Like, we were, like, trying, like, to plan to go into Sweden, like, waking up really early, taking a train. I just, you know, didn't really really want to do that. So, like, one error that you can make is you might, you might, like, not be open to new experiences. Like, you know, that's one thing that I wish I just, like, was more, like, you know, which I, like, just thought about more. If I was, like, more, like, open to new experiences, I would have had, you know, probably, like, just a more, you know, more diverse set of experiences while abroad because obviously you know you can you can technically go to classes you know do your work and then just you know cook lunch or whatever you know like like just like chill but like if you don't like make plans with people or, or like we're just we're just like explore by yourself you're not really you know having the, the best experience you're not having the most experience
0: yeah, and, and and I and I agree. Um, I, I say that all the time, because I think that, that similarly, you know, there are a lot of things that, um, you know, from my experiences abroad, I've been like, oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would ever eat a snail again. But the time I did, you know, I, I it, you know, I think allowed me to to broaden kind of my, my scope and thought process, but I'm interested in what that means for you now. Are there things in your life now, not necessarily having to do with being abroad, but um, where you are able to say, yeah, maybe I should step out of my comfort zone or um, maybe I should try to do some things that maybe before I wouldn't have.
1: Yeah. Like, well, overall, I think I still live pretty mundanely, you know, I do like the same routine over and over again, but you know, if you if you do look back at your at your life, you know you will you will recognize that there are some time, like there's some moments where you should you know you, you could have like made some plans you know be like more spontaneous if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And basically, like if you if you go abroad, definitely have that spontaneous mindset because if you don't, it's just you're not gonna you're not gonna get the most out of it. And also also another reason why I really like this program is because like the course was set up so that it was very structured. You know, like I mentioned, like when, you know, when I was doing the panelist work, I really like how it's structured because on on the syllabus, we would have, like, we, w- we would have certain activities planned out. Like, you know, we would go to this castle, this museum, this restaurant, you know, this, you know, this, like whatever, right? Like there's just like tons of things already scheduled out. So if you're not the most spontaneous person, you, you you should definitely see a program that's already pre-structured. So like, mm. just things you can do already. Like, you know, you know, one thing that I really liked was like, when I was abroad, we went to this place called Refin and it was like a, it was like a place where it was like a bunch of street food vendors from like, you know, being represented across the world. So like, it's just a very nice place. You know, we, we took a ferry there hmm. and we went, that was very fun. But yeah, like if you, if you, if, you know, if you're not too good with being spontaneous, definitely have a program that has things set already and also like with this specific program like i'm not sure if it's gonna apply for every program but like you know but the professors will actually join in like the professor like you know jeremy he would like you know come get food with us at a restaurant you know we would like have a beer together you know so just things like that
0: yeah i i do i think that's one of the most unique things about um about the summer programs right is that you're with a bc faculty member but also a faculty member who will still be here at, at Boston College a person that you can continue to, to, to have a unique relationship with it even you know while you're here on campus that type of dynamic might not necessarily exist in the same way do you see yourself going abroad again and not necessarily study abroad but just in general
1: I feel like yeah and this and like this time I think i will definitely I'll try to make it longer than a month because I feel like a month like it just passes by really quick, so mm-hmm. yeah.
0: If you could go somewhere, where would you go?
1: Um, maybe Italy or like maybe Korea or Japan. I'm not. I haven't really thought too much about it, but like another thing is like you know if you if you you know if you're like listening to this and like you are questioning where and I should study abroad, I feel like you should consider studying abroad because. It just it just gives you that travel experience. And you, you know, you might be more, you know, you just gotta think more about studying abroad in the future. So, like, you know, it also helps with that.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And and I think that sometimes it can be, it can seem overwhelming or daunting, or um kind of scary when you're like presented with the opportunity or the idea of going to live. And study and eat and you know and and work in a, in a different country but i think that once you're there and you at least i will say that i often hear i, I it's true from my experience too but what i often hear from people is that once you're there and you kind of get into your own um kind of set of motions that it it becomes just like a natural day-to-day part of life and i and i'm what i'm curious about though for you is because i think a lot of times it becomes easy for both the sp- students and but people on the outside to think of it like a vacation but once you were there did you did you ever feel like it was a vacation or was it something different
1: I feel like it, it wasn't completely a vacation but it was definitely like a, a time where I just I just wasn't really that stressed like you know I had fun got new experiences it wasn't totally a vacation because we still have work to do but I wasn't, like, stressed out, like, over, you know, deadlines. Like, in fact, like, the professor was very like, lenient. Like, I think he would, like, regularly give, like, extensions. And also, like, we would only have class from, like, Monday to Thursday. And I think he said so that, like, the start time of the class would be, like, at, I think it was, like, at 12 or 12 or 1 o'clock. So, it was just, like, you know, it wasn't an early class. But thank God, you know, no one's, I don't think anyone's a morning person these days. But, yeah. Like, it's just the structure of it was really nice, you know, very flexible. I I like that. But it wasn't wasn't a total vacation because you obviously, you know, there was like three mini essays, there was like readings, articles. So it wasn't like you weren't just like, you know, goofing off all the time.
0: Yeah. And I think that's true just for study abroad in general, that part of study abroad um, is kind of to work of course always that always will be there but there's a part of it that's experiential that's like in which like living is and is also learning at the same time um and it can feel relaxing right but once you're just in a new place or in a um in a different environment that there there are signs signals you know that you're still picking up um that, that that are still part of the general learning process um i just had one Last question for you. Uh, just thinking about your experience as a whole, what would you say was kind of at the top? You know, what was the one thing that, um, when you reflect back on, you find yourself talking about the most, or when people ask you, um, would you say you're abroad? Would you do when you were abroad? That's where you go to, or you, you know, think about it um, more often than any other experience.
1: I think, like, very generally, I think just like being open to new experience, especially the, like the huge experience of like just, you know, living in another country, I think that's the main takeaway. Like, it's just, it just shows how, like, you know, you can be very, like, it just shows, like, as a person, you know, you, you, you're matured, you're grown because you can, you can handle new situations. You can be, you know, actively seeking out ways to make, you know, a future plan go really, really smoothly, you know, that just, it just shows you that. And like, it's it's just a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, a lot of time you, you need to put into it. But also in general, I think like in terms of like a memory, I feel like, 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 for example, like I'm not, like, for example, like like I mentioned in, this, in the, you know, when I was doing the parent work, I'm not a drinker, but, you know, just like being open to new experiences, you know, being open minded, like that just gives you new, you know, new memories. Like, so like one thing, so one thing that I remember is like I would like, like we were we were going to like this irish bar and then like we were like we were there until like 5 a.m for example it's just like you know being very open to new experiences you know it's like it just shows like it just shows you that you you, you know you're, you're just you're gonna have like in the future you're just gonna have very you know a fun time essentially
0: yeah Yeah, no, i i, I totally agree and, and i and i'm really happy that you had um that experience because i think that sometimes it can like seem uh like oh no i could just you know not you know go out with other people or connect with other people because it's not really my thing but um when you come back you know you realize that you're happy that you 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 had that memory Uh, well Jax I'm really excited that we got to talk again um about about your time abroad and uh I think even even though we already had talked about it before that there are still new pieces and it's it is different once you're back and you have some time to kind of Um, think about what what it meant versus being in in the moment um i also want to thank everybody for listening to to this episode of soaring to new heights um we'll be back as always with with more uh, episodes with faculty staff and students to hear about their global experiences and as always have a great day